Hey, everybody out there, what's up? What's up? This is Behind the Scoop. I'm the webmaster, Wade Needham, and I am joined with a very special guest on this episode of Behind the Scoop. He is the bold one, Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Nothing much. Nothing much. I'm actually pretty good. I'm actually pretty psyched about this here. This uh, is my first ever podcast of doing anything. So, yeah. And I just want to say, when you're playing that music, good God, I still get goosebumps. (laughs) Every time I hear that. Oh, it's a great piece of music from the great James Horner. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's been used more... uh, you know, in like the, the late eighties and the nineties with like so many different movie trailers. And it's kind of like, it's just that stereotypical suspense, like movie trailer music. Oh yeah. But it's always going to be Bishop's countdown to me. Yeah. It's like Bishop and you hear that freaking music. <laughs> it is awesome. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, Gosh. last, yeah. last week when we were, uh, uh, talking about putting this episode together, um, we we're talking about movies and whatnot, and uh, I asked you what what movie we should we talk about on this, and and you had made the suggestion of Aliens, which I have to admit, before this week I actually never saw that. Really? Yeah, and the first time that I ever saw Alien was this past summer. Wow. Yeah. And, so, and I'm I'm trying to think. Did you see Prometheus first before seeing all these? I do vaguely remember seeing that movie a few years back. Wow, that's 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 surprising to me, but I'm glad you're discovering it now. Like it, it is a just a masterclass piece of filmmaking. Oh, absolutely. It was oh. um it was roughly around the time that HBO Max launched uh last year when I was going through the the library for it and I saw that they had like just about all the alien movies. And I was bored one night and I was like, "You know what?" So many people talk about Alien. I'm gonna watch it, and I was just blown away by the movie. But I just, I just never got around to watching Aliens. So when you suggested it this week, I was like, you know what? This is the perfect timing. Yeah, I mean, what great timing! And then talking to me about it over this and uh, over through this podcast. Yeah. Uh, gosh, it's yeah, <laughs> just a fantastic film, all around. In my opinion, my favorite movie of all time. I'll just say that. Really? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of great ones. It's just that this was the movie that, like, uh, it was a gateway to me. Mm-hmm. Like, to, like, when I do remember seeing this when I was a little kid in theaters. I, yeah, I was, like, around roughly around four years old when it came out. And, yeah, I do remember seeing the imagery of this from this movie when my, my dad would take me to go see it in theaters around somewhere around Penaluma and yeah, just imagery and everything. It would just stick to my head. And that's like the one thing that I can remember fondly mm-hmm. of is my father taking me to the movies when I was a kid. I can't remember anything else, but just what I remember seeing in the, in the theaters. That's awesome, man. That is, that is oh. awesome. You know, what's funny is like, even though I, I never watched like the movie in full up until this week, when I was watching it, there was one thing that I saw in, in the movie that I, I do remember seeing maybe bits and pieces when I was a kid. And that was when she was in the, um, 
in the uh, the the robot exoskeleton thing, the the lift, the loader. Yes, the the power lift. It's yeah, that like a mech suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I do remember having uh, uh, recollections of of seeing that somewhere on screen. I don't know when I was a kid. Maybe maybe I saw it in the theater. I don't know. I can't remember. But as far as watching it from very beginning to end, especially being you know the age that we're in, where we can understand it, as opposed to like when like when we're kids, we watch movies like this. We're just like, whoa, this is some cool shit on the screen. But we don't really oh, yeah. get the concept of the story or the character development until you know we're a lot older. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, gosh, yeah. You do pick up a lot when you get older, and every time you watch it, it's fresh with the fresh viewing every time you see it. And yeah, it's like you learn something every uh, learn something new every time you see it. Yeah, you know, especially when when it's a movie you really just enjoy seeing, and no matter how many times you see it, like like Aliens, like every time when it's on, I'll just I just watch the whole thing, two hours and seventeen minutes of pure greatness. James Cameron, he that man knows how to write, the man knows how to produce, he knows how to direct. He knows how to do it all. Arguably the best director out there. Oh, yeah. Arguably. <laughs> he makes masterpieces. I don't think he's made one movie that people crapped on, have they? Um. Well, he did do a movie that was not a financial success, but there was a lot of story behind it was The Abyss. Oh, yes. I remember that movie. Yeah. Um, you know, because it went over budget. It had long hours of shoot. Each day, long months shooting, uh, actors were getting beat up, uh, you know, because of uh, what he's trying to, you know, what he was uh, trying to go to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And that right there, it just shows how resilient and persistent and just like great of a filmmaker and strong of a filmmaker James Cameron is. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's kind of. Yeah run down some of the the movies here that he did um as a director it shows that he did um piranha 2 then he did the terminator aliens oh, yeah. the abyss uh terminator 2 i imagine that right you go from aliens to abyss and then terminator 2 and then true lies um titanic Ghosts of the Abyss. Now, is that a sequel to the Abyss? Um, I actually saw that in theaters. It's about um, going down and looking at the Titanic underwater. Oh. Uh, yeah, I saw that in theaters in 3D when they were bringing back 3D mm-hmm. into the theaters, like how it is today. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it was like that, and it was him. Yeah, like he's always been doing. He's always been going down, doing deep water research on the Titanic, and that's what it. That's what it was about. That's what it was about. I, you know, recently I saw um, a TikTok video where it was him behind the scenes of Titanic, and he was explaining the uh, the the banana effect or the banana theory that he had with the like the banana peel, how it snaps and breaks, and how he thought that that's what happened with the Titanic. Like you could definitely tell that when this dude attaches himself to something, he's got a lot of passion behind it, and he's he's no joke. Yeah, and he uh, he doesn't take anything from anybody, like not even creative differences from actors. 
Yeah. Or, you know, like with working with maybe, uh, you know, hearing about him working with Leo during Titanic, like he doesn't take any, you know, BS from anybody. Like, do what I say. You know, he's I, that kind of filmmaker. He's very stern. I think with the track record that he has, I think he deserves the right to, to be that way. Oh, yeah. And he can deserve to make like, I don't know, five Avatar movies or six <laughs> Avatar movies. He slighted out to do. I mean, this guy, like that episode from South Park, he's just raising the bar. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, this, he's, gosh, he is very, very, like, yes, passionate. What drives him is his passion, and nothing's going to stop him from, you know, bringing his passion to fruition, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, looking at his resume here, I'm actually, I never really realized or noticed that he did true lies. And that's another classic right there. Oh yeah. Classic Arnold, you know, action movie. Yeah. That you can never, ever get sick of Mm-mm. watching. And of, like, and of course the striptease <laughs> scene, right? With uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah. Yes. That was the greatest thing at the that. time. <laughs> I know better than all the you know explosions and all the Arnold action. You yeah. know, yeah, we'd see Jamie Lee Curtis doing the striptease during True Lies. And um, one thing I always like about True Lies, even though he had he had such a, a tiny role in this movie, Bill Paxton was the great genius, freaking Bill Paxton. Yeah, the great, great late Bill Paxton. I still miss him. And. Uh, Bill Paxton was to bring it back to aliens was in aliens. And I got to say, I think after watching this, he's my favorite aspect of this entire movie. Game over, man. Game over. Yeah, talk about <laughs> like, talk about over the top acting. Like, man. All right. I know oh, yeah. you're, you're a wrestling fan, right? Oh yeah. Of course. Long time wrestling fan. Yeah. But there was a time when I would, you know, stop watching it, like around and around the mid two thousands. But no, no, I do remember it fondly. Okay, uh, mid two thousands. Okay, did you, you did you saw uh, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan though, right? SummerSlam two thousand five. Oh yes, the infamous job that Michaels did. Oh yeah. Yeah, if you were to make that a theatrical performance, it would be Bill Paxton and Aliens. I know, right? That would be so great. Just like, he just went nuts over everything in the movie. Like, is somebody going to hang now? Oh, my God. We got to hang now. What are we going to do now, guys? We're going to blow this motherfucker up. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or what Ripley says to him in the movie, uh, yeah, we should nuke it from orbit just to make sure everything's gone. He goes, oh, fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My gosh, I like this character, uh, this character Hudson. It's one of the greatest freaking characters ever. One of the funniest. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Bill Pax is a genius. You know, he is sorely missed big time. Uh, that was so sad when the news came that I woke up that morning and saw the, the headline that he had passed. I was like, what the fuck? No way. Yeah, I know. He, he was in the middle of doing a TV show when that news broke out too he was still very much working yeah it was a television adaptation of training day right yeah 
which in itself uh, was a great movie too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that could be another episode. We talk about training day, maybe also talk about maybe the television show that was short lived. Shit. I would love to do an episode where we could talk about Bill Paxton. I know. Right. I mean, that dude, that man, you talk (laughs) about a resume. That guy had a resume. I mean, what, he was the only person, right, to be killed by Alien, Predator, and the Terminator? Yes. <laughs> and the, the first Terminator by that was also made by James Cameron. Right. He's one of the punks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, then Hudson and Aliens. Yeah. So yeah, it's just and and also being in uh uh the the you know the partner in Predator Two to Danny Glover. You know. At least he didn't, you know, go out with a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, he didn't go out with a whimper or anything, whatever that is. Like he, he really like wanted to step up a, and fight this, these things. Except for when he was a punk and Terminator, he didn't know what he was dealing with. Yeah. Great performance. But, uh, Great performances by that man. I think he said before in Blade and Predator Two, he goes, "Let's dance." <laughs> before he gets killed by him <laughs> they always give guys like Bill Paxton the best one liners I know right it's just one of those things too of like the uh, the 80s and early 90s like uh, lately um, uh, my buddy Dennis and I we've been watching a lot of movies that he hasn't seen which it is insane the amount of movies that this dude has not seen bro we have a Google Doc and it's organized by movie genre we have a table color coded and everything with like 50 movies right now that he has not seen from the 80s and 90s that we're watching through every once in a while like this week alone we finally got through he's never seen them until this week the three original karate kid movies i know right yeah gosh and we'll also tell him that you know there was one called the next karate kid but we don't talk about that that's the only one he ever saw (laughs) And I told Seriously. him, I said, that's blasphemy, man. You got to watch the original three. Hillary Swank first, then Ralph Macchio? Yeah. Good God, really? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Now that he's caught up, we're going to we're gonna try to get him on to watching Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to love that. But has he seen Aliens? No, we were talking about it last night. He wanted to watch it. I'm going to suggest to him that, of course, we watch Alien first and then Aliens. Well, it helps, but when I was the, like I told you how old I was, that's, you know, because I was, uh, 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 you know, I was um, exposed to sequels first. Okay. You know, uh, like the Empire Strikes Back, you know, yeah, and Aliens, you know, just the great sequels. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, he's, it, yeah, Alien would help if he sees that first, because that came out in 79. I was born in 82. Okay. So it it would help. I mean, you know. Yeah, because it, he, it establishes somewhat of the origin of like what's going on, who she is, you know, the the character played by Sigourney Weaver, you know, Ellen Ripley. Ellen Ripley. Yeah. Yes. One of the greatest breaking action horror movie protagonists and uh, smartest. I, I It's so smart. I mean, I even though I haven't seen it, I do know most of the plot for it. So smart, this character, that they cloned her. Yeah, and I think they cloned her because, well, have you? I don't know if you've seen Alien Resurrection, have you? I have not. 
There's her. Okay, I'm not gonna. I read go this. Into it. I read the synopsis for it. That's how I knew she was cloned. Be like a newborn baby discovering the world here, you know, uh, of I, the uh, world of Alien. <laughs> I feel like I made a mistake by reading the synopsis for it because now when I go to watch Alien Three, I know she's gonna die, right? I mean, if she had to have died, if they're gonna have to clone her in the next one. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way around it, right? If you got I mean, a brain, yeah. There's no way around. But I just don't like spoiling if you haven't seen it. It's, I'm not that kind of person. Well, let me see, let me look it up real quick. Who? Let's see who did. Um, okay, so yeah, James Cameron has nothing to do with Alien Three. So, oh no. Yeah, I, they probably just killed her. <laughs> if it was if James Cameron, he would have had like a very creative way to like kind of explain it. Well, he was probably doing True Lies, which came out in 1994. Yeah, like at the time, so. But David Fincher took over for Alien Three. Yeah, but like, but, yeah. Um, quickly going back to like the whole thing about like the movies in the eighties and the nineties about like the one-liners and the action and stuff like that. Oh uh, yes. One movie that that we watched with Da that he watched for the first time last week was Commando. Never seen it. Oh God. Yeah. She's like this is like the reason why one of the main reasons why Arnold is such a badass action star. Oh yeah, and dude, I, he was he, losing his shit at all the one-liners, especially like, like you know, like oh don't don't wake up my buddy, he's dead tired. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, Matrix. You said you'd kill me last. I lied, and then he she goes, "What happened to him?" He goes, "I let him go." Yeah. <laughs> all the puns and one-liners. Oh yeah. Like, yes. You're a real funny guy, Sully. That's why I'm going to kill you last. And you know what? Do you know what's also funny? That Bill Paxton is in that movie, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the... Uh, he's the, the, the radar guy. Yeah, the radar guy. <laughs> yes! yes. Hi, Bill Paxton! Talk about yeah, a freaking you'll... resume, man. Wow. He's yeah. in everything. And all the, and all the classic like action movies, too. Yeah, and last he's... night we watched Roadhouse. Oh God! Uh, we should do a podcast. I'm serious. We should do a podcast about Bill Paxton. We I guess yeah, think we should. <laughs> oh gosh, because we, yeah, because well, he's one of the main things of why Aliens was so great. We should bring Da on on that one because I'm pretty sure he's probably got a lot of uh, things he'd want to say about Bill Paxton. I mean, like the great, crazy, the good, crazy actors. Yeah. Uh, obviously, number one, Nicolas Cage. Ah, oh, good old yeah. Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage. And Bill Paxton would be in the top ten easily. Yeah. Speaking of Nick Speaking of Nick Cage, yep. even though he had such a like even smaller role in this than um than Bill Paxton had in uh in Commando, uh, we should do an episode of the podcast where we, we kinda run down uh Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Nick Cage was in that. He was. As Nicholas Coppola. <laughs> Nicholas Kim Coppola. That's his whole name right there. Yeah. But Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Nick F- Nicholas freaking Cage. Can you imagine if they would have actually like went with him in that movie, The Wrestler, instead of Mickey Rourke? Like, that movie would have never been the same, as good as Nick Cage is. Mickey, okay. Mickey Rourke was perfect. Oh, yeah. Um, he put you know, his face that everything that you know the history of what that face went through and the you know the 
life beating him down and the, the just you can just tell that that that's just Mickey Rourke. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. He was just perfectly cast in that movie. Yep. Oh, absolutely. But, um, but anywho, that would have been great to see. Maybe Nicolas Cage do a movie with Bill Paxton sometime out there in the, some in some dimension. Yeah. That would have been really cool. Um, going back to Aliens real quick, I have a question for you. Sure. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. Uh, but what's the explanation behind why that little girl was where she was when they found her? Well, she was just hiding out because her entire family was was killed. And, yeah, she was like one of the lone survivors of uh, Hadley's Hope, that area on LV-246. Uh, she was basically just hiding out. She's just, you know, she's living off scraps, whatever. She, uh, yeah, she's just basically, you know, the only one there. She was with her family. It's actually, I do recommend the special edition there. It actually shows, it shows, it introduces her with that whole world just being normal. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. It, there's a special edition cut that was, I believe, released in 2000. Uh, I think it was, no, 1998, I believe. Okay. 1998 or. Yeah, no, there is a special edition of it where it introduces her family and everything. Yeah. So they should explain that. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, and like it, I said, I don't know if I just missed it or, or what, but I, I just didn't feel like I got that big of an explanation while watching the movie of, like, why she was there and how she survived and all that. Well, here's the thing. I really don't want the... I, I really am not... Uh, you know, I, I liked watching the special edition, but you also, with introducing that scene, you take away the whole mystery of, you know, why the Colonial Marines are there. Yeah. Like... They're just seeing like it's a somewhat of a rainy, dark, dank, desolate, rundown area where drops of water and holes are everywhere. It just looks ravaged. Like you, you, you know, it just it creates a lot of mystery to mm-hmm. it. And with adding that, you know, just is my opinion. If you add that scene, it just takes it away. Like it takes away also the suspense of it. Yeah, because we don't know what they're dealing with, and but and they don't know either. Okay. So, that's that's why, uh, you know, and just her, it's just to me, she's just surviving. That little kid became a little survivalist. Oh yeah, so. she was able to get away, <laughs> and not a lot of people did get away from the aliens, but she survives. I mean, that kind of did tell a. I'll tell you this: without knowing that much of a background on her and why she was there, throughout the whole Dude. movie, I had it in the back of my mind wondering. Is she a host for the alien? But obviously never turned out to be. She was in the up and up the entire movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going from that to the, like, towards the end where people were, you know, some people were thinking that. But no, she was, like, you've, you've seen the movie, so we don't need to worry about spoilers and everything. Yeah, yeah. Paul Reiser's character, what an asshole. Burke. God, yes, what a great villain. Yeah, he is like the uh, like the whole like symbolism of Reaganite corporate greed. 
uh, even you know, like it, it, it's it was made in '86. Yeah, Ronald Reagan was president. Reaganomics and all everything about it. That's what he is like uh, a character of, of of that time. Yeah, the Alex P. Keaton generation. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, he just wanted to use them to, yeah, put them as as uh, hosts for the uh, facehuggers, so they can implant the embryo in them, so he can bring those specimens back home. You know, I'm kind of glad that you brought that up because I I like I like underlying messages like that in films. Uh, when when screenwriters can put that in there, directors can get it portrayed across. And you can do some kind of an analysis to bring it home. I love stories like that. So being able to have a character like Paul Reiser's, like you said, and have it reflect the times. Because like about a decade ago when I had returned to school, my I was going after my original program, which was business administration. And yeah. we were talking a lot about how a lot of businesses nowadays you know, do a lot of uh, philanthropy work as a marketing uh, situation. There's a lot of social responsibility taking place. It's a consumer market and people care about more about consumer needs nowadays. But back in the seventies and the eighties, people were always taught and drilled in their heads. It was just nothing but the bottom line. And that is just exactly what Paul Reiser's character was in this movie, which is nothing but the bottom line. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's basically pretty much it. He's the whole epitome of that. Yeah. So, I guess. also on a. Whoop, sorry. I just want to correct that the, the special edition came out in 1990. Okay. Oh, well, that was a while back. It was 1990. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But it was released on DVD around. Like around 2000. But. Uh, uh, 1999, 2000, around there. And the quadrilogy, the whole set of the four movies came out in, uh, I believe, around 2003. Okay. So, I'm so sorry if I interrupted you there. I just oh, wanted to hey, correct no, it. I all, said 90. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. I'm sure I could probably find footage of that kind of stuff, like, on YouTube by now. Oh, yeah. But, uh, the you know, the special edition, it's on HBO Max. That's what I watched. You watched the special edition? Well, whatever one was available on HBO Max. Oh yeah, no, they have the the original and, uh, and the di- the director's cut. Is there like an option uh, like when I pull up the movie up? There's an option before you hit play to choose which one. It's on the uh, I think the extras. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch the entire special edition director's cut like right there. Oh wow! Fuck! I didn't know that. I think I'm gonna do that then. I think like when when Da and I watch Alien and then we get to Aliens, I think we'll, maybe we'll just go with that one. Or do you think do you think his first watching of Aliens should be the original? Yeah, because that's a theatrical cut. So you when, would recommend uh, that yeah. one for the first time? Yeah, so oh. he can raise these questions. <laughs> Unless of course he <laughs> listens to this before he watches, then he's gonna be like, "Oh fuck." Because <laughs> you also, <laughs> and also you discover that Ellen also had a. Um, I'll just say this. Uh, she had a daughter. Ooh, yeah. That's also in the, the special edition. Hmm. So I want to, yeah, check out that. 
Okay. Okay. But okay. here's the thing. This is just me. The first two movies, this is just me. Just me, just me, just me. Is the canon. The whole canon of the whole alien universe. Yeah. I'm not very a big fan of Alien 3 or Alien Resurrection or the Alien vs. Predator movies um, or, gosh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. All right, so I got to ask you, this is the second time you brought Prometheus up. What What is that in connection with the Alien movie? It's the beginning. It's about uh, the beginning of the first movie where they discover you know, what's with the... Uh, what's 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 with the? I think it's called he's called the navigator. Or when they see these strange artifacts in the first Alien movie. Oh wow! So inadvertently, I kind of been watching it in chronological order. From a story standpoint. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Oh shit! You know what's funny? That's how I got into Star Wars. When I was growing up. I never watched any of the original Star Wars. But when episode one came out, I was a little intrigued. And I was like, wait a minute. And then like, when I heard that this is going to be like the stories before those, I was like, well, that's cool. Because if I like it and get into it, then from a story chronological standpoint, I feel like it would make sense. So I watched part one when it came out on VHS and I really loved it. Couldn't wait for two. When episode two came out, Attack of the Clones, I loved it so much that yeah. I just couldn't take it anymore. I could not wait for episode three. I went and bought the originals and I watched those. So I watched one, two, four, five, six, and then went to three. So you can imagine for the, for, yeah. <laughs> for me, a first time being like, okay, they got to show when this motherfucker becomes Vader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, um, the, the, first episode yeah the the prequel yeah the prequels yeah and so yeah you were watching so basically you were watching them in sequence in a way and yeah uh story wise <laughs> the only one i got out of sequence was i watched uh episode three as the sixth one. Oh wow yeah because i watched one two four five six three jeez yeah so i wow. i couldn't wait to the end of three to see that guy become vader Anakin. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, I do remember that. With that iconic scene with like him coming out of like the little eggshell thing has become such a meme over the years too. Oh yeah. Was that a YouTube oh, yeah. series? It was like uh Mr. Mom Vader or some shit like that, or Project Manager Vader or it was something where he would come out of that little shell and talk crap about people in the cubicle or something. I can't remember what it was. Was it wait, what was it? A family guy joke? Uh, maybe I don't know. I never really watched <laughs> Family like Guy, but it was uh, something I remember seeing on YouTube many years back. Yeah. Oh, and he's. Uh, yeah, you gotta show that to me if you ever come across it. Yeah, I'm. Gonna, I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> I think it was one of the re, the original YouTube series that came out when YouTube first launched. Way back in the day. But uh, um, yeah, uh, I I was. I, I thought I was wrong, but no, I was actually right. Uh, it was called that. That artifact is called the Navigator. The Navigator. The when the first Alien movie, when they're, you know, just going through, kind of, just 
looking through, investigating, and they come across those eggs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that whole... That's what it was... Basically, Prometheus was like a story sur uh, surrounding that. So, yeah, it is within the whole alien world. I'm seeing here that Ridley Scott was producer and director for Prometheus as well as the first alien. So I think that's kind of cool that they had that kind of continuity that the guy that created the whole franchise took part in Prometheus. But also doing alien covenant, which I was not kind of, I kind of wasn't a big fan of that movie. That was the most recent one, right? Yeah. Let's see um, who was in that one. <sighs> Wait, hold on. Danny McBride was in that. He was in it. What? Yeah. He was in it. He was in it. He wasn't really being himself as he usually is. You know, eastbound and down. <laughs> no, he's he was within the whole melancholic vision of Ridley Scott. Yeah. In that movie. Oh, wow. But, the dude from <laughs> fucking Almost Famous was in that. Billy Crudup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then there... And then there's a character in that, gosh, see, that's why I can't really remember the characters that well when watching that movie. Uh, the, f the lead female character in that movie, she was kind of being like a, a, like to me, a poor woman's version of Ripley. Mm. So, I don't know, maybe I'll give it another watch. I do own it on Blu-ray. Of course, I got all of them, even though I'm not particularly a big fan of the Ones that aren't the the main two, yeah. Okay. So maybe I'll give that another look, and that could be part of a, a review, a future review. That but sounds here, good. Yeah, but here it's aliens. It's to me the greatest sequel ever made. Yeah, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching Aliens. Um, I really loved the first one, and then watching the second one. I was thoroughly as in entertained as I was with the first one. A lot more action here in the second one, though. I know, because the first one was like about suspense. It was just almost like a a haunted house tale set in space. That's a good way to Instead put it. Instead of, yeah, since it's not a house, it's the spaceship. Yeah. yeah Which makes and, it more uh, eerie because there's nowhere to run. <laughs> exactly. If you ever see the tagline on the alien poster in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they are surrounded, not only surrounded by space, but, but there's also some huge threat, uh, wandering around and running around, killing everybody one by one in the ship. And it, you know, it's a, it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. It, it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And, it's uh, it's more of like a horror film, but to me, one of my favorite genres is horror. But also, action will always be that great titan to me uh, of movie genres. Oh, and that's what I that's what I felt like Aliens was. Yeah, definitely just, a, a yeah. nice nice good shooter up. Oh yeah, and with some nice little touches of of scary moments. And, and, Bill, and everything. And Bill Paxton. And Bill Paxton. The great Bill Paxton. <laughs> and also just 
I'm just saying Sigourney Weaver, she got an Oscar nomination for playing Ellen Ripley in that movie. Yeah, oh, it's phenomenal performances from her. Absolutely. Um, I Jeff, mean, her... oh. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I was uh, going to say that, you know, the lines she's giving, you know, it's a it's a monster movie, but she takes it so, like, deeper into that. She actually makes it a real character. I like it when she keeps proving people wrong, too. Like, when she asked if there's anything she can do to help, and they're like, well, what can you do? And she's like, well, I know how to use the loader. And she used it up, and they're like, well, goddamn. Yeah. Bay 12, please. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. She does have a, uh, you know, a high-class license, you know, to, to handle, you know, big equipment to, to you know, that, 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 um, Loads freight. Yeah. I miss movies from the eighties. Uh, it's, it's like good storytelling, good performances, good action, good, good lines, good everything, man. The eighties was a yeah. great time. Oh gosh. Eighties was a great time for movies, music. Like, yeah. Scary movies. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the eighties and cartoons. Come on. Eighties oh. was the freaking, it was amazing. Or, Others people would like other people would say amaze balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah, not that's to, what the eighties were. Not to be confused Freaking with spaceballs. Spaceballs, yes. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a spaceball? We should do a podcast on alien, that. They had an alien joke in that movie, so. That's right. They did, didn't they? At the very end. Hello, my lady. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got to do one on that, too. Heck yeah, man. We, we should write these down. We should keep it like a, a Google Doc on uh, what movies to talk about and genres and, and actors and stuff. Just do episodes based off that. Hey, um, I could say this as if this is kind of a joke saying, like, this is my first podcast. It's like I was going to say, like a virgin at prom night. It's my first time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, better better than the prom night promise of that only being a tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that uh, note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to head out. Um, Jeff, I want to thank you so much, man, for joining me here on Behind the Scoop. Really enjoyed talking, uh, talking shop about movies in the 80s. And we definitely got to do more of these, man. I had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just like uh, keep... Uh keep doing it sorry if i was a little like it's my first time i was a little like i'll be better next time i just gotta tune up the band you know uh you did great man you did great just having oh, uh, thank you nice discussions here about uh anything and everything in life and on this episode we talked about what we enjoy a lot which is movies and film and i really appreciate that so uh thank you so much jeff and uh we definitely got to do this again bro well thank you very much i look forward to it all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for, so much for uh, tuning in to Behind the Scoop here on anchor.fm slash ringscoops. Don't forget to check us out on social media at ringscoops on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, twitch.tv slash ringscoops as well. And just go to ringscoops.com. You get all the links to everything there, the podcast, the Twitch. Go to the staff page. You got everybody's social media on there as well. And uh, we'll put a link up on uh, Instagram and on uh, Twitter for... Uh, where you can reach Jeff as well. And uh, again, Jeff, thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome, Wade. 
uh, anytime next time.